Tonight, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a simple reading technique that can boost your memory and learning speed, a massive ocean that may be hidden underneath the Earth's surface, and why the history of road trip games is older than road trips. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, how many oceans have you been to? Just the two, the border of the U.S., the Atlantic, and the Pacific. I can name all five. There are five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, the Arctic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and the Antarctic Ocean, also known as the Southern Ocean, which oh. I just learned. Interesting. Yeah. I just learned that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there actually might be six oceans because there might be a secret ocean hidden beneath the Earth's surface. What? Yeah. Ready for some geology? The part of the planet we deal with most of the time is the crust. That's the uppermost layer, and it's up to about 30 miles thick. Beneath that is the mantle, which is itself made of three different sublayers: the upper mantle, the transition zone, and the lower mantle. Together, they're about 1,800 miles thick, and they make up about 84% of the planet's volume. Down beneath that is the core, but it's in the mantle where you'll find our secret sixth ocean. We think it might be there because of a brown diamond that formed around 400 miles beneath the crust and got pushed to the surface by volcanic forces at some point. A team of researchers found this brown diamond in Brazil, and inside that diamond, they found another mineral called ringwoodite, which is notable for its tendency to absorb surrounding water. This chunk of ringwoodite was composed of about 1.5% water, which is a lot. That suggests that wherever it came from, there's a whole lot more water to be found. It's widely accepted that the upper and lower mantles are bone dry, but there's been some debate about how watery that transition zone is. There might not be an ocean sloshing around like the ones up on our surface, but scientists do think the transition zone could be pretty wet, even if a lot of the water is trapped in ringwoodite like the chunk the researchers found. It's not exactly an ocean. Yeah. It's just kinda. I, I made it a little, little flashier than it was. Clickbait. Oh, audio version. Answer these 12 questions. Which ocean are you? <laughs> You'll never believe what this ocean did. <laughs> Ashley, have you ever gone on a road trip? I have. Where'd you go? Well, when I was going to school in Texas, I drove 2,000 miles to my hometown in Northern California. Nice. I had a friend that moved out to California to get a job, but he left his car here because he didn't know how long he'd be there. And then he got a job, but he he couldn't take time off, so he asked me to deliver his car to him. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So I took the northern route. I went through Iowa and Colorado. Oh. I didn't do the Route 66 thing. Sure. Did you play road trip games? Um, Not by myself. That would have been a little weird. That would be a little weird, yeah, sure. I did play road trip games on my Texas to California trip, yes. So if you've played road trip games like the Alphabet Game or I Spy or 20 Questions, have you ever wondered where they came from or how old they are? Today we're going to take a scenic drive back in time and get into some road trip game origin stories. You might be surprised that some of these games are older than road trips themselves. 20 Questions is a simple game, but it tells a lot about both the person guessing and the person with the answers. Its actual origins may be lost forever, but it goes at least as far back as 1882. That's when Mansfield Tracy Walserth published a book called 20 Questions, a short treatise on the game to which are added a code of rules and specimen games for the use of beginners. That's quite the book title. And yeah, that means there are actual rules. The rules are kind of long, but we've got a link to those in our fold write-up today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS if you're interested. But let's talk about some other games. There's I Spy, also known as I Spy with My Little Eye, 
That's a game where you spot small details in a large scene, and the earliest references to that go back to the late 1930s, right at the beginning of car culture. The BBC also attributes the popularity of Where's Waldo to this game. One interesting thing to note about games that survived as road trip games is that car culture also killed some games. Blind Man's Bluff was a game where one player wandered around in a blindfold, and Lookabout had players find a hiding spot for a small item somewhere in the room. Not really great games for the car. As the car became more of a gathering place for families, word games thrived and survived into the next century, while other games took a back seat. I wouldn't recommend playing Blind Man's Bluff while you're driving. Nah, not so good. No. It's funny how little things like games can tell us a lot about history. Yeah. Today we've got a simple reading trick that can boost your memory and learning speed, just in time for school to start again. A recent study from the University of Waterloo discovered a mind-blowing technique that you, yes you, can use starting the next time you read something. Ready? Here it is. Read out loud. That's it. The researchers found that reading out loud helps to get it into your long-term memory. They say this works because of the production effect. Basically, the fact that you're using your voice to produce the words you're reading can have a big impact on your memory. Reading out loud lets you visually and audibly receive the information at the same time. This study tested four methods of learning written information, including reading silently, hearing someone else read, listening to a recording of yourself reading, and reading aloud in real time. Reading out loud in real time gave participants a 5 to 15% boost in learning speed. While we're on the topic of study tips, here's one more. Be deliberate. Reading out loud is one thing, but be clear about what you're about to study and why. A Stanford study from last year found that focusing on how you plan to use your study time is what shows real results. That and enough sleep. Absolutely. Before we wrap up, we want to give you something fun for free. You may have noticed that Ashley and I have fun doing this show, but there's a lot of fun stuff I have to cut from our show to keep it short and sweet. But I took some clips and I put together our first ever gag reel. It's just a few minutes long, but it's got a few outtakes from recent episodes that I think you'll find pretty amusing. And you can stream or download the gag reel right now, again, for free on our Patreon page. You do not have to be a Patreon supporter to access this. Of course, we appreciate our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a way for you to give back to your favorite creators online, like podcasters and YouTubers. You can find us at patreon.com curiosity.com, all spelled out. You might want to follow us there even if you're not contributing, because we're going to be posting surveys and some other neat stuff there for everyone to enjoy. And if you do want to make a monthly donation to support us, then you will get lots of super cool exclusive stuff, not to mention our eternal gratitude. One more time, you can find our free gag reel and learn how you can support this show at patreon.com curiosity.com, all spelled out. You can also find a link to our Patreon on our podcast page and in the show notes of our newest episodes. Thanks again. That's all for today, but Curiosity has big plans for the weekend, as always. What can you learn about this weekend, Ashley? This weekend, you'll learn about a museum on the moon, why you should think twice about putting lemons in your water, the mysterious Mima Mounds in Washington that science can't explain, why you can never really touch anything because of your body's electromagnetic field, how your brain fights against weight loss, and more. Join us again Sunday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And if there's something you're curious about, then email us a question at podcast at curiosity.com and we'll try to answer it in a future show. That's podcast at curiosity.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. And stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.